Hey, welcome to International Solidarity Movement Podcast. يلا اهلا وسهلا بكم في اذاعه حاكه التضامن الدوليه فلسطين. Hello, my name's Tom and I want to welcome you to episode 4 of the International Solidarity Movement podcast. In the last episode, we heard from Sami Hareini about the anti-colonial struggle of young people in the South Hebron Hills. In this episode, we'll hear from his father, Hafez Hareini. When we did our interview, Hafez had a metal pin on his arm after a brutal attack by settlers in September 2022, close to his home. His attackers had claimed that it was Hafez that had attacked them, and he was arrested and imprisoned. It was only because of footage of the attack taken by international volunteers proving what had really happened that Hafez escaped a long sentence. Hafez is a veteran organiser who helped to establish the Popular Resistance Committee of the South Hebron Hills in the early 2000s. Popular committees as a method of resistance have a long history in Palestine going back to the late 1970s and we've included a historical article about these committees as part of the notes for this show. We asked Hafez about the work of the Popular Resistance Committee of the South Hebron Hills and about the successes they've had in their struggle. Years after the establishment of the Popular Resistance Committee, Hafez was also involved in founding the Popular Struggle Coordination Committee, and he'll talk about that too. Right now, International Solidarity Movement is calling for volunteers to come and support the struggle in Mazafayata and the South Redbourne Hills. You can find out how by taking a look at the ISM website at palsolidarity.org. We hope you enjoy the interview. Okay, so we're with Hafiz Hareini in Atwani in uh, the South Hebron Hills, and we're going to talk about the uh, the history of the struggle here in the South Hebron Hills. I wanted to start it off to, to start off by asking about what it was like growing up. Like, first of all, did you grow up in this area, and what was it like growing up for you? Yes. Uh, uh... I was born and I grew up in the village of Atwani. Now I am 51 years old. Yeah, when when I was grow up and when I has opened my eyes around, you know, I start like seeing all this injustice around by you know stealing our land and establishing something. Then settlers attacks against us and all these things, you know. You know, as uh, a child, recognize that this is like kind of occupation and colonization, whatever. But, you know, little by little, I start like knowing about this is an occupation, this is an apartheid, this is an ethnic leasing against like uh, uh, our uh, people and our existence in this area. Can you tell me uh, when was when did you first start to to be active and to organize against the occupation and the settlements in in the area? Uh, practically, uh, I started the end of nineteen ninety nine and in two thousand after the eviction crime that committed by the Israeli occupation of evicting Masafariyata villages, which in the area that declared by the Israeli authority as a firing zone area. And I remember that like it was in November 1999 that big Israeli military forces raided these villages with big military trucks and bulldozers and this stuff just like bulging there. Tents, caves, the wells of the water, and then 
they just put the Palestinian uh, families, their things on these military trucks and they threw them to the other side of the road 317 that they considered it as kind of border where to think leads the Palestinians to the other side to award the big Palestinian town of here. So at that time, it, uh, I was, I started like my activism and by, you know, involving, uh, in bringing media attention and bringing solidarity for the area and just to, uh, you know, to fight and to resist this, that crime at that time, the eviction. Yeah, and uh, then I started like involving with more Palestinian activists in the area and, you know, we managed to create like a body for the area to resist the occupation and the settlements around activists from all over the South Hebron Hills and we founded the popular committee of the South Hebron Hills. Yeah, at that time and according to what was happening around, it was completely clear that all the Palestinian human rights is violated under this occupation by the Israeli forces and by the settlers. It means we must like defend our rights. But at the same time, we have to think deeply about which is like the effective way to resist that. According to our experience and our knowledge that occupation has the power, I mean internally inside the Israeli uh, society and outside, that you know they control the media and they show the, the Israelis and the international that the Palestinians always like kind of tourists and yeah, tourist people, and they want just like you know to kill, to kill the Israelis. It means you have we have like to switch on. I mean the way of the resistance. You know we shouldn't like follow uh, our anger and just like to respond in a violent way. And it means we have to organize our ourselves to go through non-violent means at that time. Yeah, and then we uh, we started like our activities in the non-violent means. I mean, demonstrations, actions all over the area. And then at the same time, we, we also, we fighted them by their own law and their own rules. So during the, back to, to the eviction, we contacted like Israelis, uh, lawyers and other Palestinians and internationals. And we managed like to raise the issue of the eviction to the Israeli Supreme Court. So after about three months of the eviction, there was like this, this decision that said that the Palestinians can get back to their villages. But at the same time, you know, the case uh, still opened, like kind of negotiation between the Palestinians, and the, the residents of the Yatta and the military administration, you know, to find kind of, of solution. So since 2000 until last May 2022, there was like the final decision that the Supreme Court gave the army the green light to evict again and to destroy again You mentioned around 20 years ago uh, the formation of the Popular Committee in the, in the South Hebron 
hills. But can you explain the idea of a popular committee and where this idea comes from? Is it an idea that existed already in Palestine? Were you organizing with with other popular committees in other areas? You know, South Kipron Hills and Musafir Yatta is integral part of the whole West Bank and integral part of the Palestinian villages that they are resisting in Area C, according to also record. Uh, recently. And uh, when we started like orga- organizing the resistance in the South Hebron Hills, under this kind of principle, you know, we have to defend our own rights like by non-violent means. It means we have like to achieve a progress on the ground, you know, and we have and we must like change the reality here. So, I mean, in this way, because, you know, all the Palestinians, you know, under the threat of the occupation, even if they are like silence, if they if they don't like uh, resist, but already it's it's kind of you know daily resistance by the Palestinians. You know, for example, the freedom of movement. You know, usually and uh, almost every day we have like the checkpoints, the harassments, and between the villages, uh, we talk about the confiscation of the land under different excuses. You know, so the Palestinians go to defend their rights, I mean, to uh, stop, like, this stealing of the Palestinian land. Usually they've got arrested and, you know, uh, the Palestinians, even when they go to cultivate, to work on their land, you know, they are under threat of being, you know, attacked by settlers or, like, being uh, arrested. And, uh, you know, the children, when they go to their school, you know, the same. So we have, like, the story of the children until this, until today, you know. That uh, Palestinian children, you know, uh, they can't like you know reach to, the, to their school safely. They have to be escorted by Israeli soldiers, you know, to protect them from the settlers. So in general, you know, all the Palestinians they are resisting. But you know, we took the responsibility how to unify. I mean, this resistance, you know, by creating this the body that represents all the villages in Masavriyatta and how to keep going and defending our own rights. So, yeah, so we we can say that we succeeded, like, to keep the, the resistance, like, alive until this moment. And we we can see, say that, you know, we get to successes, you know. But at the same time, we can say that the big success that, you know, we are still existed on our land and on our villages until this moment, you know. If you can imagine the whole and the huge suffering of the Palestinians, you can see around, you know, all the Palestinian villages around without any basic human service for, for, for life, you know, water running, electricity, roads, health service. So you can see they have none of these. Uh, in addition to all these crimes that committed by the Israeli army and by settlers, but, you know, at the same time, until this... this this moment, you know, the, the Palestinians, they are thick and, you know, they are they practice the, the sumud, which is really kind of reality that the people are still have the steadfastness, like to stay and to they have determination to uh, continue even so with all these, you know, uh, crimes that committed by the occupation. So in this way, you know, we continue and uh, we have like uh, even relationships with other popular committees in different places, you know in the West Bank, from here until the north. And me personally, I am one of the founder of the PSC, which is like the real struggle coordination committee that established in 2009. And I am board member of the, uh, this this committee that represented all the Palestinian 
what we are committed in the whole West Bank. Yeah, uh, and we still going. And, you know, recently, because, you know, like we are getting old and, you know, how to keep, I mean, the resistance and defending the Palestinian rights, like, alive. So, uh, me personally, I am like founder of Yafad uh, Sumud group that, you know, they are continuing the struggle. I mean, because, you know, all the uh, members, you know, they are uh, Yaf and, you know, they are following the way. And you mentioned that the popular committee was like helping to organize resistance for all the villages of Muzaffayata. And I wondered, like, um, how would you organize? Would there be representatives um, from each of the communities who would take part in the popular committee? I wondered how that how that was. As I said before, like the the Palestinians, they are struggling and resisting in their daily life. But when there is like a big action that you know to respond, for example, for uh, stealing Palestinian land under you know military army, whatever. So we invite everyone, you know, just like to come because, you know, actually their existence on the ground is a big resistance, but this is like additional things, you know, to do it. So it's like an open for everyone. So who is free, you know, he joined that. And uh, most of the, the, the Palestinians here, like, you know, they are involved and they are like, you know, activists like in, in this. Because, you know, if they, today, if they like steal your own land, tomorrow they will steal mine. It means, you know, we have like to be together, you know, not just like to stop that, you know. And has the resistance organized by the popular committees, has it been open for men and, and women to, to take part? Yeah, we have a very long experience with that. So we can say in 2006, you know, the occupation army started like establishing a wall to separate the whole area. I mean, establish this wall along the bypass road C-17. It was completely clear for us, like, you know, as, like, they succeed, like, to build this wall, it means they will cut, like, the movement, and they will uh, prevent the Palestinians, like, to move from the other side of the road, okay? So, at that time, we start, like, organizing weekly demonstrations, and the participants were everyone. Men, women, young, old, you know, even children, you know, they participated in that. So we used like to go down to the road and just like to sit down and to block the road. Okay. So for about more than one and a half year for that, I mean, weekly demonstrations. Okay. Uh, at the same time, they kept like, you know, working on that road. It was along about 41 kilometers in the south in Norway. And really, they finished that, but at the same time, you know, as I said before, you know, usually we uh, go through even the, we fight them through like their own law. Because, you know, uh, the army, they were like saying, this is for security reasons, you know, we are building that wall, which is not, completely not, okay? And then, by lawyer, you know, there was like another decision by the Supreme Court that said that the wall was illegal. Building that one was illegal. It means it should be dismantled, okay? But as usual, you know, uh, that was like a decision. If we if we didn't like continue, you know, demonstrating, 
against that, they will never break move it. So we demonstrated until you know we forced them to dismantle and remove that uh, that, that wall. That was one of the big successes for the uh, non-violent resistance and you know the participants. You know, all everyone you know participated. You know, uh, so the role of the women. In particular, it was, you know, uh, completely clear for everyone. And you said that the formation of the Popular Struggle Coordination Committee, it was a way to kind of work together with other popular committees around around the West Bank? Yes. Yes. When, you know, when we, when we think, or when we thought about like founding like this committee, the main goal was to unify the non-violent resistance all over the West Bank. So we succeeded to do it. I mean, if there's like a demonstration, for example, in Belair, okay, so all the PR committees, you know, they join and they participate in demonstration there. So if we have like a demonstration, for example, in Kufur Khartoum, in uh, or in Nabi Saleh, or uh, the Jordan Valley, or here in South Africa, everyone is joining, you know. And do you and your comrades in the popular committees, do you have like a shared vision for what you're working towards? amongst yourselves? Actually, you know, we are struggling and mainly we are like human rights defenders and, you know, we defend our basic human rights, you know. That's right, you know, we are activists, but, you know, we must like keep this alive because, you know, we are fighting a, you know, state, okay, and colonizing a state, you know, that, you know, working day and night just, you know, to ethane cleans all of us, you know. Uh, that, um, it means that, you know, we must, like, do our best, I mean, to continue the struggle and never give up, you know. If we give up and stop for a day, you know, it means we will die and we will leave soon, yeah. That's why, you know, we are thinking about, you know, how to keep this choice of the resistance, to keep it alive through the like the uh, new generation I mean the youth people and to keep going with that and at the same time you know the site you know we trust like our determination you know but also we we ask even everyone who believe in the human rights and to the whole world just like to take part and to be part of this study okay um, and one of the concepts that you've talked about in the interview so far is um, the concept of Samud or steadfastness, and that's a term that we hear very often here in Palestine um, when people talk about their resistance. But the people listening um, outside of Palestine might not be so familiar with this idea. So, could you just explain kind of what it means to you here in Palestine? You know, Samud became is became like kind of a very deep meaning for the Palestinian life itself, that represents the Palestinian life it, itself. For example, here. I mean, being or living in in this such situation, if you can imagine that all your uh, basic human rights is violated every single day, okay? And if it's like violated, it means even to defend your rights or to give up and, you know, to uh, uh, help like occupation like to reach their, their goal. But as the people, you know, believe in their own rights and they know well that the, the goal of the occupation with all these aggressive rules, all these regulations, all these attacks, the main goal is to kick you out. So, practicing your life 
defending your own rights under this such situation, it's like the resistance and it's like the smooth itself. This became kind of part of our own culture. That smooth is being connected to the land, defending your rights, whatever the price is. So that's why, you know, you can see the Palestinians. For, for, for example, me, myself, you know, my mother many times got attacked by settlers like in our own land. She was hospitalized. She was like, got like a fracture, like in her jaw, in her leg, or in her head, okay? But she never thought about like, gave up and to go away of the land. And what happened also with me, my, myself, I have been attacked so many times. And, you know, just like three months ago in September 12, you know, also I got attacked, you know, I got say the fractures on my two arms and I arrested and so on. But even so, what, whatever happened and whatever will happen to me, I will never, I never like leave my land. Because, you know, it's completely clear. What they do, it's like pushing on me to leave the land. But I never do it. And this is, you know, practicing my life Okay, under all these, you know, violations, under all these crimes, under all these attacks, this is like the real smooth, and this is like the, for me personally, it's like the real meaning for the smooth. Thank you. Is there anything else you'd like to say to people listening from, from outside? Yeah, for sure, you know, like it's kind of message for everyone who believe like in human rights, who believe in peace, who believe in dignity, must like take step in that. That's right, you know, all the people that are all, all over the world, they have like their own government. But me personally and most of the Belsian, they never trust like those governments because, you know, they are under pressure by the global policy, we can say, that never be like in our side. But, you know, we are calling every human being who believes in peace and dignity and believes in human rights must stand with us to get our rights. You know, what's going on that, you know, we are facing here in Palestine, in South Hebron Health, we are facing the ethnic cleansing, which is a big war crime, okay? And everyone must, like, stand with us. You know, even... That's right, you know, probably you can't come here to see by your eyes what's going around. But at least, you know, you can try just like to, to learn more about like what's going on here. Because, you know, we can see all the Western people and the Western world, they are victims, mostly they are victims of the, the uh, Israeli uh, propaganda around the, the world. And you should like open your eyes and to see the reality and to be part and to stop the, the crime that is being committed since like decades against us in, in Palestine. So this is my message, you know, you have to act and you have to be part of our own struggle against like uh, Israeli occupation and against the apartheid and the increasing that we are facing. And finally, um, would you like to see more international volunteers coming here to join the struggle in Mozambique? So really, I invite everyone to come down and to be part of our own struggle here. You know, we feel that, you know, we can breathe through like all these activists who are coming from 
all over around the world, just like to, I mean, to join us and to be with us like on the ground. Because I said before, and I keep saying, we are fighting in our daily life, I mean, to survive and to defend our, uh, our rights. And the basic human rights is really violated every single day. That's why, you know, I am calling everyone to, and I invite everyone just like to come down and to be part and to be with us in our struggle. Thank you very much, Hafez. And yeah, if people want to, if people want to learn more about the struggle in Muzafayata, you can take a look at the Save Muzafayata website. And if to learn about joining the struggle as an internationalist, you can, you can look at the International Solidarity Movement website, which is powsolidarity.org. But thanks so much for, for, for talking, talking to me uh, this evening. Yeah, thanks so much. Um, and yeah, we wish you victory in the struggle and we wish for a free Palestine. Shukran, shukran.